out to you. I hope you are having a good day and that you are doing well. Uh, first of all, Happy New Year. Uh, welcome to another episode of the What If We Keep It Real podcast. I am your host, Ben Oden. And I'm your host, Henry Sondo. And today it's, uh, you know, we're in the new year. And I think Yay, dur- during the holidays, um, in December, we dropped two episodes. Uh, they, I want to have sex first, then get married, and then part one, then part two, we had our friend Sia over. And we got the privilege of getting feedback from some of our friends who've listened to the episode. And um, since we always talk about authenticity and that we want to keep it, keep everything real, they kept it all the way 100 with us in regards right. to how they felt about the episodes. And while as creators, you always want people to say, you know what, kudos to you, you did a great thing. Um, what really pushes you to grow and uh to elevate how you do things is really the more constructive feedback. And they said that we didn't cover enough ground. You know, our perspective was really Mm -hmm. one-sided. We all seemed to be in agreement with one way of doing things. And I think there was even a phrase that was used. We romanticized uh, God's involvement in our sex lives or Mm -hmm. our relationships. And that there's more to the story than just, you know, do the right thing and God is going to reward you um there's the other side that you know what you might do everything right and there are words that i can't use because i'm a christian <laughs> happens right um Stuff in the bible happens. you yeah in the bible you have uh, situations like job you know that's the extreme example but i think in our everyday life we know there are phrases like why do bad things happen to good people so basically life is not just about you know cause and effect sometimes you do the right thing but you know things don't happen so that was one of the things, among many other things, they challenged us or critiqued us. And so we said, you know what, in the spirit of transparency and honesty and authenticity, why don't we have them over at the studio and we have that conversation? Right. Um, because if they felt that way, if they feel that way, then clearly that's a perspective that represents, you know, some part of uh, demographic in our listeners. And so we're happy to have our friend here, Kemi with us in the studio mm-hmm. um, to have this conversation. Uh, so I think first first of all, what was your reaction? If you have to recreate, I guess, um, your reaction to the first two episodes that we put out. Uh, the first one was just me and Henry, and then the second one where it was me, Henry, and uh, Sia. Um, what was your reaction? How did you feel about it? Did you feel like we... Hmm. How did you feel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... I think there was a lot of things that were right. Mm-hmm. I will have to say that. I'm not going to trash the whole thing and say no. They were, it was wrong. There was definitely a lot of right things. Um, but I also felt like there were things that were, it was just like, okay, you know what? If this happens, if you pray enough, it means God is going to do this like mm. in your in your marriage in your um in your sex life in marriage um and it felt very very much almost transactional mm. like okay i am going to i do this and god will reward me with this which is not the case so it's not always the case, let me say, because sometimes, yes, God does reward. Mm. Um, but I feel like if people go into, into this thinking like that, they might be disappointed when they get into marriage. Right. Then they'll be like, oh, but I felt like this was what I was expecting. I did all these things. Right. And then so why is, why is it not working out that way? Yet I did everything. Right. So, God, what are you doing? And then that makes a disappointment. And it's like, okay, did God not bless this marriage? Because now all of these things are happening, which are not uh-huh. what I'm expecting. So that's that's the rosiness which I felt was there, that uh-huh. everything was, was, it was like, no, God would do this with that. No, God would do this with that. And I believe that he will do. There is a lot of... Yeses, he will do things, but sometimes he doesn't. And sometimes he allows things. And sometimes he challenges you in ways where you're just like, you're like, oh gosh, you know, I felt, I thought when I get into this marriage, it's going to be, you know, like we are going to be able to communicate beautifully. And when we're in our bed, 
things will all go right because, you know, we are. I prayed and God knows the kind of person that I want. He knows. And even as you talk about them before and all, it's like, yes, we've done everything right. We've talked about it before we got married. Mm. Like, what do we expect from each other? (coughs) All of that. And it just, sometimes it doesn't work out like that. And Mm. so walking into marriage thinking like that, I feel might be detrimental to the marriage. Right. Yeah. Well, I think one person uh, said, which I thought was very poetic, by the way, uh, they said that, you know, as I walk through the shadow of the valley of bad sex, he is there with me, right? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I personally, I'll be very honest. I personally, I, I'd like to believe that if you do the right thing, right? You prayed, you, this is the one for you. I, 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 I'd like to believe that there are things that you cannot change. Because I think bad sex is, you know, it could be in 10 different things. It could be, is it that the husband, I'll speak for the men, you know, really, is he like, you know, maybe he has chronic premature ejaculation? Is it that there's no chemistry? Is it that he's not creative enough? Is it, it could be anything. Maybe there's erectile dysfunction. I mean, there could be a hundred things, you know. So I think, what exactly? So what I believe is that Things that have to do with human choice, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, creativity or all those other things, the kinkiness mm-hmm. and whatnot, I think, I don't think God can interfere in that, in those places. Like, that's, you know, you, he's not going to suddenly, like, possess you and then, mm-hmm. you know, make you do things, right? He's not going to do that. Mm. But I think things like size, I mean, you don't, you are born with this. You don't choose the vessel, you, your spirit, you know, you, you don't choose those things. It just happens. So, so if it so happens that a dude is, Undersized, if that's even a thing. Uh, I think if they meet the right person, they're not undersized, are they? Um, but if the person is not well endowed, as my politically correct friend here likes to put it, if someone is not well endowed, I mean, you don't choose that. that that's just something that happens. You know, you're born that way. Mm-hmm. So, and if you are greatly undersized, it doesn't matter how creative you are. It doesn't matter how creative you are, right? It's just, you can't compensate. I think there are certain things you just cannot compensate. It's, that's your situation. And thankfully, for the, in, in the 21st century, there are things you can do. There are things you can purchase, right? Um, and that's a conversation for another day, but... Are you encouraging people to purchase stuff? Then? People can visit certain stores, you know, but... Surgery. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. But my point here is that in that something like size, I just don't see God allowing two people who are not compatible in that way to be together. I think I think it's cruel. I disagree. Hmm. I yeah. think I, yeah, I'm not saying because I'm, I'm just thinking. What have I mean? Do we know the ratio of? How many people are less endowed that we would say that, okay, God I, is I, I don't think to there's put like you a, together? But I think I've heard stories. Um, this is my heathen days, by the way. Um, I heard, you know, you hear women complain, right? Mm-hmm. The woman hooked up with the dude and they sort of like shame the dude because, you know, like, by the way, you know, uh, homeboy is... One inch man, or you, you, so you hear these things, and then you so clearly, if, if a woman says that, then clearly it was not, you know, it's not like homeboys, mandingo, or anything like that, but it's like it's not like women want like this porn star size, whatever. But mm-hmm. I think if someone makes a comment, if someone is complaining, then clearly it's something to be noticed, right? Where there's something is missing and something is different. Of course, I'm talking about premarital sex where people can, people are doing all kinds of things with all different people to a degree where you can, people compare like, okay, mm-hmm. this is definitely, so I don't think in that particular regard, I don't, I just don't see it. I don't know. You disagree, you tell me why you disagree. You have, but but yeah, I Henry. just, 
I uh, I wrestle with that. I think I'm in this case I'm maybe more like Job's friends. Like I just it doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Uh well, number one, we just mentioned combat's human choice at the end of the day, right? Mm. You get to pick who. Mm-hmm. And and God doesn't pick that person for mm. you. No matter how you pray. Yeah. I and this whole notion of the one let's throw Not out the there. window. Mm-hmm. It's just the person you choose. I'm mm-hmm. choosing Kemi today, she's going to be my wife and I'm going to choose to love her. Kemi's going to say I choose um, Michael to to be my husband, and that's your choice. What happens after that, you find out in the bedroom, is what you find out. Mm. I don't think God, I don't believe that God has, <sighs> plays a part in your choice. Mm-hmm. I think things are presented to you, and you make a decision. Mm. I almost have the opinion, but God could bring the right person. I'm not saying the one. Mm-hmm. The right person, and you just and let you them And you leave go. them, yep. And then you pick this other guy. Yeah. Right? Now going back to your, <laughs> your second part, the choice part. Now you're saying issues of size and stuff like that. Yeah. You know they're saying one size man's... Size particularly. Uh, <laughs> one man's trash or one woman's trash another is another man. person's treasure. Mm-hmm. So you might find this guy is not so well endowed and the other person goes, I'm fine with this. This yeah. has got nothing to do with it. Yeah. Right? Or vice versa. I remember seeing a, um, um, an advert. Was it an advert or probably a, a film feature or something? They go to the hospital or to a therapist or a priest, and the woman is just complaining about the guy. Like, yo, this guy is A, B, C, D. He, is, uh, he ain't all that. And the guy just went, dude, I also thought she was like this. Once we got into the bedroom, she said, it's all air in there, you know? <laughs> and you hear these stories as well. Back, well, back in the heathen days, right? Yeah. <laughs> People saying, well, when I went, I went to bed with this girl and she is, hey, there's a lot of space in there, right? And and maybe other people say he's well endowed. Mm. So these issues, they, there is no formula to this issue. I don't believe so, yeah. right? And and as you said, yes, there's so many other things you could do. Mm. There's so many other ways to perform sex to, to make it seem more pleasurable. Yeah. You know, like you, know, if you come on and get your kitchen, you thinking you're the guy to do certain things. Many times when you do that, Things just don't usually work out. You know what I'm saying? So this notion of size, I think it's it's pretty relative. Yeah. You know. I yeah. mean, um, two things first. To the point of choice, one thing I like to tell people is, if the most important thing to God about your life is salvation, and He's not even making that choice for you, what makes you think He will? be so involved into choosing mm, your partner. Mm. Even with salvation, he's left that to be your choice. He's Calvinist. Yeah. Calvinist. Yeah. <laughs> but number two, um, right. to the point of size and everything, in the first podcast it was mentioned about, um, you know, the release for men being dopamine and it being like an addiction hormone and then for women, oxytocin it being like a bonding hormone. Mm-hmm. But what people don't discuss is majority, over 70, if not 80% of women don't even have reached climax through, you know, um, you know, penetrative intercourse. Yeah. Right. And so size may or may not matter. It depends on how you look at it. Right. And mm-hmm. a lot of other creativity is... Is, needs to be involved. You know, needs to be involved. Mm. So, right. what mm. if this person who is less endowed <laughs> is attached to a greater purpose in your life? Yeah. Mm. Would then God not allow this person in your life just mm-hmm. because of size? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so, are we saying God doesn't really care that much about your sex no, life? No. Like, there's something which I was there's this thing which I was reading somewhere, and it was like, what if God does not want you to find the perfect person, but an imperfect person that will draw you closer to Him? So if you think about it like that, you're like, okay, this person is imperfect. So meaning that for you, you have your preference of like, he needs to be this kind of way. He needs to be this kind of size and everything. And yet, maybe God is not, he's not always thinking about things like that. Like this is, we're assuming that God is thinking about your sex life. And I don't think he's always there. Like, I believe that there's aspects of it which he might be thinking of but I don't think it's his primary thing his primary thing is to draw you closer to him and if this person um, has got some things whether it is less or largely endowed or whatever I don't think it's possible that that could just be the perfect thing for you that aspect but then the other aspects are not perfect and so 
are we going to say God is going to take care of every single aspect? Because right now we're talking about well-endowed, but if we're there's saying so that things, there's right? so many other things. So what about the other things? So will he take care, make sure, because you're praying, you know, you're fasting and you're, um, you've already talked and spoken together and before marriage about the things, your preferences mm-hmm. and all. Is God sitting there and saying, you know what, they've talked about it. They've, this is, so that means that I'm giving them what it is that they want and what both of you want. Like, so who is he? I think in, in a triune commitment whereby, well, there are three parties, God, you, and the wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the husband, yeah. Uh, no, me, the wife. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> 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 so I, I think God cares about every detail of our lives. Mm. But sometimes we, I think you're right, we focus on certain things that God doesn't really prioritize. Mm-hmm. And sex, albeit very important in a relationship. Yes. And I believe that. For those people who say, oh, my God, we're 20 years down and you think that sex is not the most important thing in the world uh, mm, during a relationship. I can't comment on that because I sure believe it is, at least for now. Yeah. Right. Ask me in 20 years after I'm married for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. But I think in, in such circumstances, God cares so much about every detail of our lives, every detail about our relationship. Mm-hmm. And I don't think whether you go into it or not, I don't think he wants you to have a miserable Mm -hmm. relationship that has been ordained and blessed by him. Mm. Okay. So if we put that there, then we can say, okay, there are ways of course, to make it fun. Mm. So let's not put our size and and our expectations of marriage and our expectations of things that happen in the bedroom Mm -hmm. on this blessed thing that God is going to give. Yeah. If we did that, we were going to expect everything is going to be perfect. Yeah. Every relationship is going to be perfect. Every person you pick is going to be perfect, which means, <laughs> I don't want to get it, maybe we'll talk about it later, then that means every single person who is with everybody is the perfect, is the perfect or quote-unquote the right one, which defeats the entire purpose. Yeah. Now, if you're going to go with size, what about those guys who have wonderful, well-endowed you know, features, but they just suck. Exactly. And there are those who are not, who are just brilliant. Yeah. Or women who are got big booties and 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 no personality. Pleasurable putts and, and, and <laughs> but they they're just not good in bed. You know, yeah. so all these things happen and we just can't completely blame it on on size or is it you know motion of the ocean or size of the boat whatever it is i think it's just relative and i think we need to shift our minds from that and and assuming first of all assuming sex i don't know first of all uh, there was a sound somebody talked and they talked as if they were a doctor oxytocin anyways you know i don't think Maybe I'm wrong. I think some of you that are married can can tell help me. Is sex or intimacy or sexual intimacy, is it just founded upon the actual sexual act, or is it more than that? That you know that applies. I, to I that think act? I think women will respond differently than men. And that's why we got a woman in here too. <laughs> yeah. So I think for it's different for men. Um, in my I guess experience and even conversations I've had with other married couples you see that for men, yes, the actual act Uh plays a big role in that. But you see for women, it isn't. For women, it's mostly all the other stuff around it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You could be doing that every day, three times a day, and your partner is not feeling any more intimate with you than they, you know. So I think it's different. Uh, I think when you're doing it pre-marriage, so I don't know. Something happens. I, I think something happens when people say I do, where suddenly either we become, again, the whole naked and ashamed and you're exposed. And so you require a lot more uh, to be intimate with the person. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, you know, you can just like channel it on this one lane and it's OK. So I think it, it's, it's, it's quit it. Yeah. So it's, it's very complex, I think, in the marriage context. But and if you go to the whole oxytocin thing, I think. In the context of marriage, it's not just about the actual act, to be right. honest. No, no. Even for men, I think, you know, you can, if you're having sex with your wife every day, but you're not having any conversations, you don't feel safe, you don't, like if you, you will not be feel intimate mm-hmm. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's not just sex, it's everything else and sex. Of course. Yeah. 
So, so I think then we can move from that topic, or you know, yeah. the whole idea of this well endowment or not well no, endowment. No, no, but you know what? There's and, something that uh, she said, and <clears throat> the whole aspect of if God doesn't care, I mean, if God doesn't force salvation on you, why would He meddle in your sex life, right? Um, and I think I don't know. It's it's disturbing to me, to be honest, because I look at my dad, say, um, who both his grandparents, you know, paternal and maternal grandparents, they were like pastors, big time pastors in his village, right? Mm -hmm. His his dad was not, you know, his his dad was a teacher, but his uncles and aunts, some of them, for you know, were like second generation pastors. Right. So his whole life, he's grown around this whole. Um, you know, of course, he grew up in church. You know, he, he goes to he used to go to church. You know, and he goes to church every now and then. So I assume that he understands the whole idea of the gospel and the Great Commission. He gets it, but he has not made a personal decision to follow Christ. You feel me? Mm-hmm. To I think a degree where now, if, if I'm praying for him, I'm like, I mean, I don't know what. Like, he's had because I've sat with one of my grand, like my dad's aunt who's my grandmother, and she's told me about these prayers that my great-grandfather, you know, would pray for, like, all the generations that will come before him. So I know for a fact that people have been praying, you know, and I know my mom has been praying, you know, I've prayed for him, my wife is, like, I know that. But somehow, you feel me? So making that statement where if God doesn't really, with all these prayers, man, like, some of these prayers before he was even born, with all these prayers that he would get eternal life, something that Jesus died for him to have, God doesn't really get involved like that. He's not going to force that upon him or, or, you know, or create a scenario where he has to have salvation. And then you say, if God doesn't do that, then why would he get involved in one's sex life? I don't know. It's, I think that's, that's it's, a, a, bad, it's a disturbing. That's a question, I guess I'm going to have to take some time to reflect. That's a, that's on a bad it. question. What because when we say, will he meddle in your sex life? The issue is, before you even get to the sex, there's a relationship that has to happen. No, no, no. Yes, the relationship yeah. has to happen. So the question and is, I think he can he meddle in that. I think he meddles in your, in your relationship. Shit. He meddles in your relationship in terms of just... And the meddling does not mean... I think it's because of what you've... When you make a decision, I think, to be with somebody and this is the person I'm going to marry, those decisions are made consciously thinking of, especially if it's, a, if it's a Christian marriage, right? Consciously you're thinking about, okay, is this person going to grow me in my walk with um, the Lord? Is he going to, are we going to be able to raise children that will, you know, like there's all these things that you're already, and that's the meddling that he's doing, that he's, mm-hmm. you're already in your conscious, you've already learned from the time that you were young or or even if it was just recently, you've been reading things, you've been learning things, you've read the Bible, these things that are ingrained in you, which are from God. And so the decisions that you're making, you're making them, even if it's not consciously you're thinking that, okay, this is because God said this, you you're doing it unconsciously because the Holy Spirit is in you and you're going to make decisions thinking about that. So that's the meddling that God right. has in your mm-hmm. relationship. That both of you, if you're both uh, born again Christians, then that means that you're both, mm. you both have the Holy Spirit speaking to you. And that's the, so the act of you, once you're married and the act of, you know, joining together, mm-hmm. the sex act, it then becomes, he's already meddled before. So now it it doesn't feel like he has to meddle there exactly because he's already he's already done all this stuff before that just so the shaping of your thoughts exactly. and the way you understand things and how you process yes. things have been have been influenced by the Holy Spirit. So when it comes to a matter of choice, he goes, "Okay, I've taught you all this. Mm-hmm. Now make a decision." Exactly. Right? Okay. I mean that goes with my favorite verse. He has given us everything in life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us to his glory and excellence. Mm-hmm. It's through the knowledge of him that we have every tool in our right. mm-hmm. to make these decisions. 
but I do I do actually um I do feel you Ben because I feel the same way about my father yeah. like he goes to church and does all these things but he has never outrightly spoken um about you know um you know proclaiming Christ as his you know Lord and Savior and I pray for him too because I feel like as much as in every he's been blessed with a lot that element missing is you know it just cancels out almost everything and that's one great fear of mine and it's still I still believe God has given us the choice to make right. whether we say yes to him or no because you know we say all the time Jesus is a gentleman and he says this in Revelation 3:20 behold I stand and knock uh, at the door and knock mm -hmm. if anyone hears my voice so there's a first part there we have to hear his voice mm. and opens the door because we can hear but then we have to go that next step and open the Action. door. I will come into him and eat with him and he and he with me. So Jesus is there knocking. You know, we, we're encountering all these, you know, sermons and chances and opportunities that people speak with us. And we hear, and then the next step is, you know, open the door. So there's still a lot of choice given to us to actually act upon that or not. So, again, if this thing that is greater it's like last eternity i mean there's no marriage in heaven right mm -hmm. there's no sex in heaven i think <laughs> what <laughs> so if this what? thing that is more important because it carries into eternity he's not forcing on you mm -hmm. why would you think he would you know orchestrate wow. okay. arrange every one of these pieces um about your sex life yeah I think I think I read. Um, I don't know if I mentioned the previous episodes, but some people are under this impression. Well, believe this, that you know everything should be like anything sexual should be done within the containment of you know like this container called marriage, mm -hmm. and and you know private parts are called private parts for a reason, mm -hmm. and and if we did it God's way, in terms of one person knows one other person then we wouldn't have all these comparison issues. Yeah. So you probably wouldn't know what is what. This would be the perfect thing for you. Mm -hmm. This guy would be perfect, perfect for you. Mm. Some people believe that, right? The only time, sometimes you figure out this person isn't as good at something is because you've tasted better. Yeah. But you know what? I used to think the same way. That, but now I'm maybe have to rethink because mm. when you had a bad job, you don't need to have you know, had a good job to know that this is a bad situation. I think when you're in a bad situation, you just know you're in a bad situation because bad is bad, whether or not you have something to compare it to. I think you just know it's, you know, you just know something is definitely off. And I think beyond that, in, in, the, in the world that we live in today where people talk, Right, you know, you hear stories of you know, okay, they did some kink, they did this, they did. You're like, no, but you're again, like, you're going to influence you're, there. You're, you're going, going back, back to influence. Yeah. So what we're saying that without any sources. influence at all, if there was no other influence in your life, Adam and Eve in the garden. Exactly. Let me put like, it this way: Would you ever go out and talk about you and Tina's sex life to people? No. Okay, that's my point. Mm. So if if people believe, come if we did it God's way, mm -hmm. private parts should mean private parts. Husband and wife, they do their own thing. Whatever's done in the bedroom stays in the bedroom. My mm -hmm. then they're not going to go sit down and start talking. Mm -hmm. Oh, my man did this. Mm -hmm. My woman does this. She flips. He doesn't. Mm -hmm. He does this. He doesn't do this. Right. So no and the only reason why you figure out, even even with, as the other person said about climax, a lot of people mm -hmm. don't. If we never talked about it... Yeah, you wouldn't know that that thing was but there. But somebody else will talk would about you it. Know like, first though? of all, what is this? So oh my God, is this euphoric? So ignorance is bliss are you, are, you, are, you, are you saying that uh, a Christian, a <laughs> uh, man or woman, it is wrong for them to want to learn? Say they purchase certain publications, not your okay. nasty like Playboy stuff. Right. Uh, let's say, you know... Illustrated Kama Sutra, you know, mm -hmm. or the Tantric, whatever. Like, right. you know, there, I mean, there are books. It's just words, you know, not nothing crazy, nothing to like get you to want to do something wrong. But it's like, hey, this is the human anatomy, you know, in, in the areas of right. sex, and you know, a woman has this and that, a man has this and that, mm -hmm. you know, to really try to mm -hmm. fully, you know, I guess immerse yourself in this experience, try to do certain things. I right. mean, there are textbooks, mm -hmm. you know, from like some of these people are like, you know. Uh, doctors in these areas i mean so are you saying that's wrong because if you do read that then you read and you mm. see that okay there are this many number of orgasms there like i right this doesn't really apply, apply to, to my reality mm -hmm. you know so i think beyond just stories and i would like to believe that 
it is not wrong for someone to want to learn. If it's, you know, for the purpose think, of applying it into your own life and your own situation to better, you know. No, I think, I think absolutely. Go learn. Mm. Do whatever you want. And I think like Henry what, was not talking about that. I was that. not talking about that. He wasn't talking about, oh, you shouldn't learn. It's like right now we're in the age where everybody knows everything. So now we cannot longer compare. Like, we can no longer think like that because mm. it does not exist. Right. It's like, if those days, like, if you think that that was the way it was meant to be, that was the way it was supposed to be, mm-hmm. that you didn't know anything. But, okay, no, well, different. life has changed. <laughs> now, right. there is, from the age of, like, like these kids, mm. I mean... You, sometimes I listen to young kids and I'm just like, whoa, the things you know. Right. So there's no longer that secrecy. Mm. So meaning that comparisons and everything are out right. there already. Like we cannot go back. So right now it's just moving forward. And so I think what Henry yeah, was trying to say was those, what he was, what was mm-hmm. before, Absolutely. what Absolutely. was supposed to be, <laughs> what it was supposed to be like. But yeah. unfortunately it is no longer... Like that. So I guess so even some, of, some of our dear listeners will have to give up their Fifty Shades of Grey dream. <laughs> no, no, I mean, you, no, I mean my, my, my issue is, as we said before in the previous episode, it might not happen. have a conversation. Ask. Yeah. It's not about ask, but I mean, I like this. Or I saw this. Do you want to try this? On that same however, note. However, uh-huh. though, I'm, to the previous point, I'm saying marriage is almost that, like that ring representing but it's just the two of us. Mm. Don't meddle. Don't take things that are happening inside our marriage. And take them out. Mm. And don't let things from outside come and influence inside. Mm. People. I'm talking about people. Not in terms of learning and knowledge. Because you could go to a doctor and be like, doctor, this is not happening. Mm. What's wrong? Mm-hmm. Or buy a book, whatever you call it, Kama Sutra. Learn all these things. No, 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 I'm talking but about... those are influences th- those which, are, are, those are, which are, you are choosing. Like you are not, not bringing in people. Yeah. I think is what is... I'm just saying, in other words... In, in, in African culture, Nambiaga series and done is Makindani, right? No matter what happens, whatever's from, from you know, the marital bed stays in there. Unless now we believe you can go to, to a therapist, mm. go to a doctor. But yeah. this business of going to friends and telling them A, B, C, D, oh my God, this is so bad. My man is great. Wait, what is she talking about? Man isn't... Mm. Mushona and Pandia will be your man and all these things. Yeah. So it, it builds up to a lot of things that should not be included in yeah. your relationship. So I, I, I understand that regard, but now I think there is something else uh, that uh, was brought up uh, that we um, apparently, you know, just like bypass. Didn't really, yeah, we really didn't go deep with it. It's this whole because we kept saying that you know talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it in the pre- mm-hmm. previous two episodes that you know have conversations. Mm-hmm. And one point that you guys raised is that you can talk about it, <laughs> and someone can be honest with you, mm-hmm. but their honesty does not reflect the reality, the reality. Mm. relative to them. Yes, right. And the people we were talking about, of course, people who've had experiences like premarital sex, right? They've had that, and in the different encounters. Every woman was like, you're the man. You know, you got it. And you can lay down. And vice versa. Yeah. And women too. Kumbe. Like, she's the best. Ni wongo. You know what I'm saying? So they walk away. And, and it's true. I've heard these stories where, you know, I think, you know, it's. Someone has to feel safe and really trust that, you know, you will take it well. Because I think. Some guys, you know, they're told that and then they cook up with some weird story about the chick to, so that when she starts talking out there, you know, people don't really take her word serious. So it's, they're horror stories in regards to that. So it's a lot safer for women to just say, kudos to you, man. You got it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and women fake orgasms and apparently there's even a word called, what? Orgasm providers. They're people who apparently think they're orgasm providers, but they're not. So... You can talk about things and someone can be honest with you, but the honesty does not necessarily reflect the reality. And, mm-hmm. you know, you go into marriage and you're like, this is not what you told me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So I guess, you know, of course, when I think about that one, I'm like, maybe maybe you're right. Because. Um, and this is the rosiness now where you're just like, okay, um, do we think. So I think what you, I'm maybe I might be wrong. I think what 
you guys said was that, okay, once you talk about it, then that means that you're getting into marriage knowing each other's preferences. Yes, so yes. that means that the whole thing of, oh, um, I should have sex before marriage because I want to, because we, we know each other's, we get to know each other's try preferences. Try before you buy. Try before you buy. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's, that is basically saying that, okay, what does that mean if it means that somebody may think they are a certain way and you're Christian woman who's like, okay, you know what? Um, I don't want to try before I buy. So let's have a conversation before. And you go in feeling like, oh, I know what this guy is, got, is like. I know he's he says this and this. And then you get into the marriage and you're like, ooh, okay. <laughs> That's not what <laughs> he said. <laughs> All talk. All talk. <laughs> All talk. Like, that is, wow, my expectations were like this. And I think that's when you go back to just knowing that it's not rosy. It's not, you can, you can talk as much. And I feel like it's good to talk. There's none, it's very good that you talk and all, but also be open-minded that maybe it might not turn out exactly as you think before mm. the marriage, like before you actually get into the marriage and you're in the act and everything, you might, it might not be the same. So do talk, do um, have exchanges and even talking about, it's good, but know that it's like be open to the fact that things may not turn out mm. as you wish. Mm. And when it does happen, and for me, my whole, my whole thing with this was that watch out to not give a perception of that things are going to be rosy mm. because we've talked about it. Right. Things are going to be great because we've had conversations. Right. It, and I pray God that it is great. You mm. know, it's not like we are saying, no, it's not going to be great because man, it can be amazing. It could be that everything is done right and God just gives you everything. And, you know, yes, there will be struggles and stuff like that, but... What if it's not like that? So for those people who go in and they're like, you know what? I've done all of this. I've talked and he was not telling the truth. Oh, he was telling his truth. Let's say right. that. Mm. He was telling his truth, mm -hmm. but his truth is not the not reality. The reality. Well. Uh, <laughs> so what do you do then? Do you, mm. you don't want to get somebody to be disappointed in a way that they feel like, oh, but you know what? I listened to this and they said, if you do this, then that means... It'll be like this. And mm, right. so it's always good to just give the other side of, yes, it can be great. And other times it mm, may mm. not be. And I, and I pray that it's a small percentage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please let I it mean, be a small percentage. To be honest, everybody gasses them up, themselves up when it comes to sex. Yeah. Mm. Nobody goes and saying, hey, babe, I want to marry you. But ooh, I I I've got a problem. Two, <laughs> yeah, I said one, two, three, four, five. And I mean... Like you were saying, they may be that may be their truth, but another thing is we should not forget um, we're humans, we're flawed, and there are certain things. Whether it's a cultural involvement, mm -hmm. it's just hard to talk about sex and talk about ourselves right. with mm -hmm. bad sex or right. you know bad situations where we're not like they're not like well endowed or mm -hmm. God forbid the woman also has like some issues and right. maybe she's has a chronic disease where mm -hmm. there's always like a bad smell down there. Mm -hmm. Nobody goes into, into and this And talks about thinking, those things. I'm going to just say this and it's going to be easy. <laughs> you know? yeah. it's, it's a tough conversation to have and our cultural backgrounds don't allow for that to be an easy conversation <laughs> right. either. So we should all, I think, have our eyes open, minds open to knowing that, um, you know, ultimately, we may not know what we're going to get, and if we think that God is going to line up everything perfectly in that department because you prayed, there's a chance that you may be disappointed. And some things are, you know, are, are things that you're going to see. This person has been told for, you know, some years that they're great, but you find out that that's not great for you. you. Right. Mm -hmm. There's an opportunity to now, you know, teach them. Again, there's a cultural aspect that comes in because most women growing up, even like in church and in our homes we don't even talk about sex uh -huh. you can't even talk about sex so 
at what point after I do, is it now easy to talk about sex? Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So even as much as a woman can communicate and say, oh, you know, I like this and that and that and that, there's a good chance there's some inhibition since growing up uh-huh. that is making them fail to tell you, you know what, I like toys. Right off the bat. Because mm. a woman that says that may easily be regarded as a loose woman. Uh-huh. Even if yeah. you're the only relationship they had and they ended up marrying you. Uh-huh. you do you know yeah. what I mean? So, right. Especially Christians. I mean. Yeah. Mm. So we should not we should not forget there are so many aspects and layers to these things that uh-huh. come into play that may make communication not only hard, maybe not 100%, uh-huh. but also muffled in a way that right. they may say their truth but it's not all the way all and mm-hmm. they're going to release those things little by little mm-hmm. inside right. marriage. so that expectation of I've prayed, I've fasted, I've done everything right I've communicated, we're good make fall short and that may leave some people disappointed thinking is it me alone in this right. marriage who's not having a good one mm. even after I've prayed mm. yeah. I, think, yeah. I think that falls into that misconception of, of prayers terms of when you pray god is going to give you exactly what you prayed for mm. if you pray from a list a to z lord this is what i want it's as if you as if god is obligated if mm-hmm. you're faithful enough to give you a to z mm. no he's not yeah you know he could you could just say z ain't for you brother mm-hmm. you know or p ain't for you sister yeah. you know and that's fine he's answered your prayer yeah. not just the way you wanted him yeah. to right or sometimes he just says he keeps Says no, right? Mm-hmm. There's a yes, there's no, there's wait, you know. There's but he's always responding one way or the other. Yeah. The good thing is whatever we present, he's going to respond. However he responds, it's according to his wisdom, mm-hmm. his will, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And and but what we were saying from the beginning is, we would rather have you not forsake those steps of praying. <laughs> yes, we would rather have you not yes. forsake those steps of communicating, mm-hmm. and hopefully you have a partner who's transparent and honest enough to say, hey. And once you're married, you hopefully have this partner who's, who's, who can put their ego to the side, be it man or woman, and mm-hmm. say, I'm going to learn. learn. I like A. Oh, I can do A. Yeah. But the way, the, way, the way I do A, does that work for you? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it doesn't. How should it work for you? Mm-hmm. This way. And that's the communicating we're talking about. I'm always been constant communication. Yeah. I think C also talked about being in the marital bedroom. She said... You can't be quiet. Yes, mm-hmm. you have to speak. And it's not yeah. we're not talking about moaning and stuff here. It's mm-hmm. talking about speaking and exploring feedback, one yeah. another. Yeah. Feedback. And that's how you get to know another person. Yeah. Right? And and maybe then to you and your wife you could be what you call that? What's the term? Naked and unashamed. No, 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 no. Or or guess and what? Which Find one? a pleaser. Or peace. Guess a provider, yeah. Right? Yeah. I think everybody has, I think maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe everybody mm. has the ability to do it, mm. but you can't use the same trick yeah. to every single person. Yeah. But the only person who knows how to do it is the person with their own body. Mm. So the best way to do it is have a conversation and let them teach you how to do certain things. But Even I think... in our culture, that, well, for those who know, sorry, for those who know. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, as, as, as somebody else said, in our culture, we're shy. We don't talk about those things. Mm. We don't talk about those things. And for women, we're taught you sit down and take it. That's your duty from a man. Let him do his thing and let it go. Yeah. And as a man, you're told, dude, there's no you know, compromise here. Just do your thing as a man and go. So this conversation, it's, it's never there. As a matter mm. of fact, a woman, you can't think about talking to a man about sex. Yeah. You know? So I think maybe our perspectives have to switch. And now I think our generation, we're more exposed to certain things mm. and we get to understand a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I think we're just encouraging people, whatever you do, you might not get it, but don't skip that process. Yeah. yeah. And I think if you're able to start talking even just at the beginning, before you get married, you are seeing that you're able to talk. And I think this is what you guys said, or mm-hmm. this is, I heard this from somewhere else. But um, just the fact that you're able to talk at the beginning already shows what you can talk about even when you're in the relationship how free you are talking about things at the beginning before you're married and how that person responds and stuff. And I don't remember if this was our other conversation last time. Oh, yeah, you asked that question. Yeah. How do you know they're good responders, right? Yeah, so Mm. them responding to you as you're in other things. It doesn't necessarily have to be that only. Those things are the ones which will help you to see that, okay, this person most probably may be 
is a responder and is somebody who is open to listening and learning. So, and I think the whole thing of, you know, like if you think of marriage, what marriage is, it means, and okay, having sex before marriage, it doesn't, if you're thinking about that, I mean, I believe that it's, I'm still torn and like really feeling like, oh my gosh, this is such, it's going to be such, it's a hard thing to think about of like, oh, sex, no sex before marriage. It's a hard thing to think about. Um, and it's a hard thing to think that that is going, what if when we get there, things are going to be like this, but then there's so many other things as well that are encompassed in marriage that you're not going to get to know until mm. you're in the marriage. Right. So That's sex is just one point. of them. Mm. And, you know, we want to say, okay, let's try it first and all of that before so that we know what we're getting into. But there's a lot of other things that you're going to... I remember there's a lady who once told me, she's like, Kemi, you know what? I She was with her, with her husband. They were just live-ins for six mm. years. Mm. And then they got... They decided, okay, now we're going to get married. So they were living, meaning that they had, you know... They lived together for six years. Now, she's like, Kemi, the minute he put a ring on it and now we were married, everything changed. They divorced a year later. Mm. And it was just like, for six years you were together. And it was, she's like, Rosie. you will not know until <laughs> he knows that this is, or until like, it's like, now we're bonded. Like now... I can do whatever because Legally, you're mine yeah, now. Yeah. So you will think that, oh, okay, let's try it. Like that part, if I do that part before marriage, then that means that, you know, everything will be great because I know all of that. But there's other things also. <laughs> so we are only, I mean, we're only speaking about the sex part of it, but there's so many other things. Which is just the 10%. Yeah. Which is, yeah. We're trying to explore the 10% mm. to, as if it's going to fulfill the other exactly. 90% and so let's paint do, this perfect picture, uh -huh. right? Yeah, but right. That the 10% him we anyways. And him here like for it sure. Is yeah, I, th I think <laughs> what I heard from you guys is one, I think we have to give up this vision or dream of uh, Christian utopia in marriage, especially in the area of sex um, because you know, just marriage utopia. Reality <laughs> might right. blow your bubble pretty quickly, right? Yeah. Um and maybe to a degree also give up this idea or at least silence our hedonistic nature you know <laughs> where you just want to feel good and everything and i think the bible talks about suffering uh that you know christians our lives are suffering and i think sometimes it's easy to just say suffering is you know people saying christianity is not this or people you know trash talking christians i think it's very easy to look at suffering from the outside but maybe sometimes suffering could be from within or close in whether you know you have a, i mean there are people who have disabled children and you can see how miserable their lives are not because they don't love their children but because of the extra work it requires to make right. that situation work right. uh, so maybe that could that's a reality for some people as well you know so there's a certain level of suffering and it just ha so happens that your suffering is different from somebody else's the bad suffering. sex i mean so i think and something else that i picked <laughs> up from what you guys were saying is that sex is not high up on god's priorities you know he cares about it, but it's not high up there. Like he didn't send his son to die so we could have, <laughs> yes. you know, mega utopic sex. He, right. That's not what the gospel says. Right. So maybe that's also a reality we have to sort of like embrace that. You know right. what? This, it is what it is. Um, if God so decides that you have a great situation, then mm -hmm. be grateful. If he doesn't, um, something that, you know, we all brought up is that He'll give you grace for it, right? Yeah. Where, you know, if you're in a situation that sex is not to what you had imagined or right. expected it to be, God is going to provide grace for it. I think it's no cause for divorce, to be honest. Nowhere in the Bible mm -hmm. does it say, you know, um, if you have bad sex, then you have all the right, you know, to check out of the situation. It's not. Right. So, which means you living is not really the solution. That you have to stick, you know, fight mm -hmm. your fight. Maybe that's your cross to bear. Right. Um, and I think all of this is really, it's depressing to think about, to be honest, but it's the reality of things. And I think it's something that I have been struggling with a lot. Um, I never really understood why, you know, the grouping of the books in the Bible. 
They are, you know, in the Old Testament, they are, they're called the wisdom books. Mm -hmm. And the wisdom books is Psalms, Proverbs, mm -hmm. um, Ecclesiastes, and uh, Job. And I never understood particularly the Job and Ecclesiastes. I mean, why are they wisdom? Because when you mention wisdom, I think many of us think of Proverbs. Right. And if you read Proverbs, the majority of Proverbs is cause and effect, give right. and take, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you know, you give and then you're rewarded. You know, it's, Transaction. yeah, do this mm -hmm. and God is going to do this. Right. Be around wise people, you'll be this. You know, uh, give to the poor, God is going to reward you. Like mm -hmm. it's this give and reward. Um, so for a long time, that's what I believed to be wisdom. That you know what, God has a certain principles, set of principles. If you do this, he's going to do that. But all this time, I think I was, you know, sort of like overlooking the job aspect and the Ecclesiastes aspect right. where, you know. Balances. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you read in the teacher in Ecclesiastes who says, you know, you do all the right things, but then horrible things happen. Mm -hmm. And that's life. That's okay. So mm -hmm. instead, learn to enjoy the moments. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, you take yeah. a walk. You know, the sun, yeah. I don't know sets you know mm -hmm. just the yeah. small things in life take joy in those things because tomorrow is not promised because you don't really know what's going to happen and what you're left with is to trust in god's wisdom that you know what absolutely mm -hmm. all this happened yes. i don't really know why right. i don't know the answers but he's sovereign he knows what he's doing and i'll 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 go to bed knowing that you know what at least i can rely on that that he knows what mm -hmm. he's doing and to absolutely. be honest it is a sucky reality to accept mm -hmm. but it is the reality we have to live with yeah. um, yeah. otherwise we'll be in a constant state of disappointment like you said if it's not sex it's something else yeah. mm -hmm. you know it's you're believing god for this job you did all the right things you studied hard you got all your things and somebody who's less qualified than you somebody who has you know they get the thing and you're like what mm -hmm. this yeah. is not yeah. fair that's the word right. it comes up right so i think I say. I think you know what. No, but I think that in all of truth. that, in all of that, there is. I feel like there is so much joy that we have. We have concentrated on this one thing. Right. But there is so much. There's so many other things in marriage, and it's not like it's a guarantee that you're gonna get bad sex. I mean, God, please, please, Lord, don't give us that. And, right. and it's not a guarantee. It's mm. just go in knowing that it might like don't that's what we're saying i think and and, and just as an answer to that title when i want to first have sex before i get married i think we shouldn't let our emotions and our desires invalidate god's word mm. just because you want it mm. doesn't validate the fact but it is good and we should mm. you know i think god has a, a purpose and a plan when he says when his word says don't i when his word says do it but under these circumstances, I think there's a reason. And as you said, Ben, we should trust in his perfect wisdom, you know, that whatever he's saying is right and beneficial for us. Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah, so I think I think that's a, you know, good way to wrap up this conversation. Um, of course, we'll transition into another conversation. Uh, but I think for our listeners, this is where it ends for this week. And then you'll have to right. tune in next week to actually hear the second part of our conversation. Uh, but we're recording it all together right now. Uh, this has been the What If We Keep It Real podcast. Um, yeah, I see. I think I need a... Yeah, I have a lot of soul searching and thinking to do Tell after me this. Tell about it. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Kemi, um, and our other guest. Um, although we're jumping Executive through another producer. One. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Um, I've been your host, Henry Sondo. Until next time, eh? Yeah. <laughs>